Well, hello there, and welcome to Black Moments Podcast. My name is Melinda Collins. And I'm Gina Bogie. We're fresh back from Florida. What a trip we had. It was fun. It was a quick trip, but it was a fun trip. It was steamy. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean sexually. No, it was fucking humid as Gina all. didn't bring her denim skirt yeah. along. So. I didn't. I'm sorry. You know what? I was saving that since the kids were along on this trip, I was saving it for a more intimate trip. Like Summerfest. Very intimate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun. It was my first time going to Disney. You popped my Disney cherry for Which, me. I can't believe it's your first time going to Disney. But it was everything I thought it would be. We just went one day. We went to Animal Kingdom, but it, by the end of the day, you're exhausted. Like oh my it's, god! And it was so hot. It was like 114 with the humidity, real feel or whatever. It was hot. And we couldn't even go to the beach because Red Tide is going on right now. So you didn't even get to go to St. Pete Beach, which is my favorite. I guess we're just gonna have to do it again. We will have to, but for longer. We did see a couple Florida mans downtown St. Pete. Oh my god, the one man walking around with a full like king-size comforter. (laughs) (laughs) Just walking the street. Dragging a big comforter behind him. So speaking of Florida... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, we we can't leave Florida alone this week. <laughs> no, we're not. Taylor sent us in a Florida man story, which is pretty freaking funny. Crestview, Florida. Where's that? Hmm, I'm not sure, actually. Well, you know what? It's coming from Jacksonville.com, so maybe it's close to Jacksonville. Maybe. Just if I had to guess. Handle. A Florida man was arrested for destroying a liquor store that was under construction, and he told police he was Alice in Wonderland and that a hookah-smoking caterpillar ordered him to attack the site. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) He broke into a fenced-in area and used a forklift to cause more than $100,000 in damage. Oh, no. Yep. He faces grand theft, felony, and other charges, but people had seen him so they called the police and it says that he aimed the forklift towards the officers who stopped him at gunpoint oh my gosh that could have ended very badly for sure obviously i said already but he blamed the attack on a hookah smoking caterpillar and said that he had a problem with building a place to sell alcohol (laughs) i wonder what drugs he was on (gasps) hookah it was just hookah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what was in that hookah well here is his mugshot. Oh, boy. He looks disturbed. One of his eyes is like wide open and the other one is like... (laughs) That hookah will get you every time. Halfway closed. (laughs) I'm going to say meth or or acid here. Because if you're seeing... Seeing the caterpillar? Yeah. I'm going to say this could be acid trip as well. Possibly gone very bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just can't believe that's a lot of damage. Yeah. A hundred grand... That sucks, because he's going to be responsible for paying for that. I don't think they're going to get their money. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it's very unlikely they will ever see that money. They can try. (laughs) Well, my next one is a Florida man story as well. (laughs) Well, I'll let you know my next one's a Florida man story too. (laughs) Florida man at it again, this time near a public park. Two Florida men are facing charges after a police officer caught the pair engaged in sexual acts while completely naked in public view. Oh, jeez. Daniel McCleary, 60, and Donald Ingstrom, 59, were taken into custody Wednesday night around 10.30 p.m. The arresting officer from St. Petersburg, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) And what day was this? Were we there when this went on? Uh, No, I doubt it. 
July 4th this year. Mm -hmm. So no, not yet. The arresting officer from St. Pete Police Department said he observed the defendant and co-defendant engage in sexual acts while completely naked. Like, what? I like that you're in public and to have any sort of sex, you need to completely be naked. I'm sorry. This is how I get off. I need to be completely Fully unfold. nude. Yep. They were both charged with indecent exposure and booked into the Pinellas County Jail and released the following day. The incident happened near Unity Park at 4th Ave North in St. Pete. So not far <laughs> from where we were. Why did we visit? Why did we know this story before then? Just to go Florida man watching at the park. You know... You go near the parks. Do you remember that one park that we drove by? Or the lake that we drove by, Mm -hmm. whatever. You're like, oh, that's pretty. That is a known area for transients. Oh. (laughs) It looked nice. Good thing to know. I guess I'm not one of those people who could just get up and move to Florida. I'd have to do some research first. you got to do a little research. (laughs) Well, I told you, even the last place that I lived in, in downtown St. Pete, it was a nice place, and we paid a lot of money for it. The very first day we woke up, or the very first day we moved in, I woke up, and there was a bunch of ambulances outside, and I was like, what's going on? I was like, is it somebody, like, in this little apartment complex? Because they were all uh, townhouses, and there was only, like, eight of us. Mm Mm-hmm. No, there was a bum sleeping on my porch. On your porch? My porch. They were doing a wellness check on him because somebody else had tried to wake him, I guess. What? Welcome to the neighborhood. He had urinated all over my porch, so we had to like spray everything down because it smelled awful. Maybe he just thought you were into water sports. Yeah, that was the first day I moved in. I would be so mad. Yeah. We had so many incidents happen there. There was a parking lot across the street where a truck was always parked. Well, one night I woke up in the middle of the night and our whole room was orange. I was like, wow. I was like, what's going on? Is that a fire? I'm like, there's a fire. The truck oh. apparently was a meth lab that had oh. blown up. Oh my God. <laughs> that is terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Holy shit. We would have bums like just come in our garage because we also were close to the hospital. And this guy was all bandaged up saying he just got out of the hospital, got bit by a brown cocluse. Oh my God. Which is a brown recluse spider. And he needed money for his medications. Uh Uh-huh. Chris was like, get the fuck out of our garage. (laughs) Well, it was in your garage. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Mm. That's terrifying to me. Yeah. And I won't even mention the amount of money we paid to live in this fucking townhouse either. Like, so you got to be careful where you live. Apparently. (laughs) Well, you may not want to live in Cape Coral, Florida either. Or is it Corral? Cape Coral. Oh, I was right. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can fit in in Florida. (laughs) So this was a basically 4th of July or... It made me spit out my water. (laughs) (laughs) This took place on July 2nd of this year. Residents living in a Florida town got an early 4th of July show when a neighbor yelled firework noises late into the night. There wasn't much to see, but residents could definitely hear it. The dogs were barking, we go outside, and this guy is screaming. I mean, so loud. He was caught on security footage yelling, Boom! Firecracker! Bottle rocket! (laughs) In the way <laughs> you're pretending you're friggin' firework. Uh, they said into the wee hours of the morning earlier this week. They said pretending to be a firework is also going to run afoul of our noise ordinance. But I'm like, <laughs> did you, so. What's funny is I have this story on there as well, on mine as well too. And I saw. Did you watch the video? I'm gonna play it right now. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> I saw the same story and I watched a video a couple of times. I was like, what is wrong with him? He thinks he's going to be louder than a firecracker. <laughs> Maybe he didn't have enough money for firecrackers, so he was just going to be his... <laughs> Firecracker. <laughs> Neighbor was like, shut up. Uh-uh. I didn't watch the whole video. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, it was in protest. It was in protest. Yeah. <laughs> you seem to be upset that people were celebrating early. The time just before 3 a.m. last Friday. So she shouted back. Oh man. So he was annoyed with people, you know, lighting off firecrackers like in the days before the 4th of July. So that was his protest. Was he at three in the morning as loud as he could with screaming? firecracker and boom like i just like love that they first of all i think he had the most perfect voice to be screaming those words it was perfect and the second of all it's just hilarious to me to just think okay now we know it's in protest of the fireworks so Mm -hmm. what like what do you think that's going to do what's what's your thought process here oh my god first of all i think he was wasted i hope so Second of all, I don't think that he really thought this through. I mean, three in the morning, he had to have been so drunk or or fucked up on something else or I, high. I think next year for your 4th of July party, tell everybody you're going to have the most amazing fireworks display. And then you and Chris just in the backyard just keep screaming out, <laughs> firecracker, <laughs> boom. <laughs> and you know what? If you give us enough cocktails, we'll thoroughly enjoy it. Oh, I agree. I agree. It was so cute too, your friend Jim. Well, um, he I gave my son some sparklers on the Fourth of July, and Camden kept trying to touch the sparkler, and he ended up actually burning his hand a little bit. But so Jim was like, "I got I got this under control," and he took a bunch of the sparklers, lit them, and he started doing a fire dance for Camden. Oh, so sweet! Like a full like through the whole length of the sparkler. Like me, I'd probably been like, "Okay," for like a few seconds, and then give up. No, he, he seriously went the full way. It was the longest fight dance i was so impressed (laughs) it was awesome i'm sad i missed that i was over there lighting off fireworks it was after i think you guys were cleaning up or something all right i have one more florida man story and then we're gonna leave florida alone for the remainder of the episode i think i (laughs) I was gonna say forever i'm like no way (laughs) i for the rest of the episode I love Florida. I do. You know, I truly do love Florida. It is just not my fault that they are in the news all the time for crazy ass shit. Mm -hmm. So this happened in Miami. An angry Florida man pulled a gun on a drive-thru worker because they forgot the cream cheese with his bagel. (gasps) Police said the man became angry at a Starbucks drive-thru when they messed up his order. He returned to the window, screaming at the employee. She asked whether he paid for the cream cheese, at which point he became enraged, pulled out a gun Um, that is scary that's awful the 23 year old uh, starbucks worker was actually a chief's daughter oh mess with the wrong person well she said that he actually didn't point the gun at her but that she feared he would hurt her if she didn't give him the cream cheese now (laughs) 
This man has a very serious uh, thing with cream cheese. He might need to go to some anger management. Yeah, over cream cheese. Well, you know what, though? On our way down to Florida, you had a little anger in you over some cream cheese, too. Because they put literally like half of a freaking tub of cream cheese on one bagel that's how it's supposed to be that's disgusting there's no other way to eat a bagel but i, with... I want to have so little amount of cream cheese on the bagel that i can see the bagel no i want to see zero bagel no Only i want to have like cheese. the thinnest you know what? layer give me a stick of cream cheese i'd rather have that Mm-mm. you were kind of a little scary that day too because you wouldn't let it go <laughs> i was wiping the cream cheese <laughs> everywhere and like putting it aside you know what i was angry they gave me too much cream cheese there's no such thing well she said that he left he drove off after she gave him the cream cheese i hope they got his license plate and he got in trouble for that faces several charges including aggravated assault with a firearm he's being held on ten thousand dollar bond um so yeah he did get in trouble okay good just because that's not a way to get what you want is to instill fear in people yeah, he said he grabbed the gun and put it in the air because it was falling out of his pocket, mm. but denied threatening He the waved woman. it in the air because it was falling, falling out, out of, of your pocket. pocket. Yeah. Okay. Just so happened that it was falling out of my pocket when I was going back for my cream cheese very <laughs> angrily. Have you seen those TikToks where they're like, I'm on my diet, and then they fall on the floor, and then like the whole thing of McDonald's fries falls in their mouth? I'm like, <laughs> this is what happened to this man. It just it just happened. Yeah, it just happened. All right, I have an Amazon review that I found. I know this is a true crime episode. I could save it for a mixed bag of nuts, but I thought this was funny, and it's dirty, and it made me happy. Well, I'm here for all of that. So this is a review on a product called Clone a Willy. Clone a willy? Mm-hmm. So it's a silicone penis casting kit for do-it-yourself dildos. See, I really would like to buy one of these kits. I think it'd be fun. And what are you going to do with it? Well, you just like casting things. Your tits, your belly. I do. Your husband's you know, penis. I mean, think about it, though. If your man's away, you can still play with his dick. Just in the form of a dildo. But you don't even like dildos. I don't. So you are lying here. It might be different if it was like an actual dick of somebody, <laughs> you, you like your significant other. Sure, you want that the extra That might be veiny. different. Yeah. It's we- not like some, who knows who these molds are made after that you're buying. You know, that it could be just computer generated or whatever. Odds are they are. Yeah, yeah, so if it's an act- your actual man's dick that you're still pleasing yourself with, I think that that would be way more appealing to me than just some random... That'd be some good phone sex then. Yeah. Then you get like a cast of your vagina mm-hmm. and a cast of the penis. You take one, they take I the other. The other, yeah. Mm, that's a good idea. Be like, ooh, I really feel you right now. Mm-hmm. Go deeper. <laughs> Go deeper. <laughs> it's just like I'm fucking you. Well, you kind but of you are. are. <laughs> you really are. Oh, my gosh. One of these days, my husband's going to be like, you've gone too far. Too far. <laughs> too no, far. this wouldn't be too far. No. No. How do you do that, though? You have to have them stay hard the whole time. Like, you know, and you can't play with their, like, dick or balls if it's in a cast. So, like. No, you'll have to. No, because. Well, you don't. I mean, I don't can't. think. You don't have to. Ca- you don't even like balls either anyways, Gina. So, you're not going to be casting the balls. I mean. 
okay, you're just gonna so, have to but my husband doesn't like his balls played with anyways and we've already discussed lies. i don't really care playing nothing with but the balls. lies it's lies. So it's lies. This is a situation I feel like you would have to like sit on their face or something, you know? Sure. Or just like rub soap all over your, your breasts. Tits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you say breasts? So breasts you use when it's romantic and sexy and soft. And then tits are when you're like saying the word pussy with it. It's like. Why can't tits be romantic? It's not, it's not romantic to me. Mm-mm. Let me see your tits. You're not going to hear the word tits in like... Let me see your titties. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your breasts. No. Oh, see. I just got so wet. That, no. <laughs> that's I, like something... When I think of the word breasts, that's like something your grandma uses to no, describe your you. your grandmother would say your mammaries. Mammaries? No. Mam- that's like something your mom or your grandma says. Have you been monitoring lumps in your breasts? You know, like that doesn't, it's not romance to me. <laughs> it's all interchangeable. I'm just, I don't know why I picked that word. I felt like I had to defend myself. Breasts. I'm a broken woman right now. You shut your mouth over there. <laughs> Back to the review. So this was a four-star review left by someone named Sean. And it said, hose ain't shit. Oh, dang. So this is about this cast of willy. This bitch was giving me top for like five minutes talking about, it's too big, my jaw hurts. And I was like, nah, I know my shit ain't that big. I had to order this shit and clone my meat. And I'm not going to lie. I sucked it for 30 minutes straight. And I ain't even gag once, old lion ass. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he cloned a mold of his own dick just to suck his own dick? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, that is the that is the reason the internet was invented. Did he clone a picture or, or I'm sorry, did he post a picture on the review of his clone? No. No. Damn. Cuz that would have been something. But I just think it's funny like just he's like I got to prove her ass wrong. <laughs> yeah, like what? People be crazy. <laughs> People be crazy i mean i'm here for it i'm here for the crazy but people be crazy what do you think would you would you make a a mold of your vagina just to lick your own pussy no i mean i think that's a little different though i mean yeah it's still strange because you're not getting any sense i don't have any organs that's gonna give me any sort of sensation from that (laughs) so mm -mm. Uh, so for the fact that he's sucking his own cast of his own dick just to prove someone wrong is strange. It's very weird. It's but very I thoroughly enjoyed it. All right. So since I we said we no more Florida, you know, man stories this episode. You're just gonna lie about where it took place. No, I want you to guess where this took place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woman set husband on fire. <gasps> Because she thought he poisoned her chicken wings. Oh, my God. Yes. that That's some hate for that person. It's terrible. I am going to guess Michigan. Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's about time we made the news. <laughs> A Milwaukee woman has admitted to setting her sleeping husband on fire. <gasps> 
because she believed that he poisoned her chicken wings. Oh, my God. She confessed to authorities that she had waited for her spouse to fall asleep to light his head on fire. Oh, Oh my my God. She said she had suspected him earlier in the day on June 2nd of putting poison on her chicken wings. This woman took takes her poison or her chicken wings very seriously. Yeah. Around 4 a.m. the next day, she filled a cup with lighter fluid, poured it on his head, and used a lighter to ignite it. Oh, my God. Emergency responders arrived at the home and rushed the man to the hospital with severe burns to his chest, head, ears, man, neck. While he was recovering, the husband told authorities that she had been acting strangely for the last three or four months. He said the pair had gotten into a fight on the night that she set him on fire because he told Smith that he planned on leaving her and moving out of the home. She was arrested on charges of arson, recklessly endangering safety and causing mayhem. I mean, that's not a way to make him stay. I'll tell you that. No. So I think she was just using the chicken as an excuse. Yeah, because if you really thought that someone was poisoning you, you can take it into a place and have it tested if that was really what was going on. get your chicken tested. Oh, God. And burns are just awful. Yeah. Ugh, so that is scary. If you think someone's poisoning you, do not set them on fire. I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm glad he's okay, though. Hopefully his burns aren't severe. I would imagine that they would be. Yeah. I mean, your face, like your skin's so delicate on your face as it is. Oh, my God. That's an awful story. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, I have another awful story. We're just full of awful stories today. This one uh, was given to me from a friend, and this takes place in Chicago. Oh, see? Not that far from us. An Illinois man suffering from dementia was hospitalized after binding his genitals with rubber bands until his penis began to rot. What? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Say that one more time for the people in the back. (laughs) And everybody else is like, no, don't repeat that. An Illinois man suffering from dementia was hospitalized after binding his genitals with rubber bands until his penis began to rot. Oh, my gosh. Uh, He's 81 years old. I was going to say, how old is he? So it says the 81-year-old male had initially reported to the hospital after suffering from diabetic ketoacidosis, a potentially deadly reaction to low levels of insulin stemming from his uncontrollable diabetes. It was there that the Chicago native's wife revealed that he'd wrapped his scrotum in rubber bands and refused to remove them for three days. Oh my gosh. However, when they asked about his testicular tourniquet, the man seemed confused. So they examined him and it revealed that his penis was severely swollen. It had turned yellow and purple, signifying that it had begun to die. They deduced that the man's unconventional hog ties had staunched the blood flow and damaged his member, which when coupled with the underlying diabetes, it resulted in a necrotic state. So basically, they tried saving this as best as they can. They burned out dead flesh with a hot wire and removed it with scalpels. Then they inserted a catheter um, to drain the urine and this i mean this is just gross and gross so with the help of antibiotics he recovered within five days he did not go to his follow-up appointment i mean i think this is somebody who probably needs to be in some sort of hospice care not somebody who should be living on their own i mean mean, obviously there if his dementia is you know that far along yeah he probably needs some some extra help out of home so it seems like they were able to save it um but if it had been any longer he would have lost his penis for sure i don't i mean i don't think he He's probably has other than peeing much use for it at the state of mind he's in. Yeah. But 
It is gross. That is terrifying. I wonder why he decided to put a bunch of rubber bands on anyways. Yeah, I mean, you've I seen those th- videos where they put like rubber bands on a watermelon until mm-hmm. until it pops. Like, God, that's what I was thinking. Like, what is he trying to do? Well, that thoroughly grossed me out. <laughs> God. Well, speaking of balls. Oh, my next story, a ballsy tourist, 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 a tourist, tourist, slammed for grabbing a tiger by the testicles. Oh my God. For a zoo selfie. I mean, what is wrong with people? A handsy tourist outraged animal lovers after uploading selfies of herself brazenly holding a tiger's genitals at a Thai animal park. Uh, the woman, I am not even going to try to pronounce her name, That's fair. had been visiting Tiger Kingdom Zoo in Chiang Mai, northern Thailand, a hotspot for tourists looking to take selfies with the massive cats. However, the Bangkok resident got a more intimate wildlife encounter than most after cupping the tiger's testicles and posting pics of her dirty deed on social media. So people did not like this. How was she even able to touch the tiger? I mean, I guess it's that type of zoo where you can get up close and personal with them. We don't, we got too many rules here in America for that. But apparently in Thailand... Well, they're probably going to start changing their rules. I'm sure. But they said that she humiliated the tiger, that it's rude. You know, the tiger did not allow you to do that. You have no right. I agree. It's disgusting. And it's dangerous. What if uh, the tiger, you know, like reacted poorly to her grabbing its balls? Survival of the fittest. Yeah. They felt bad that the big cat has its testicles exposed online. She claims that she is an animal lover. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I love animals. I'm not going to be taking selfies with their ball sack. No. <laughs> so somebody from the this zoo said that they do not allow tourists to grab the tiger's testicles, but they are allowed to touch any part of the animal's body as long as the specialists are present. So apparently nobody was present, but they promised they made sure no visitor will be, ever be able to touch this part of a tiger's body again. So there she is. Oh, my God. Like, what's going through your head to even be like, this This would be so cool? I have no idea. People are going to love me. Yeah, for posting me touching a tiger's balls. Those are some massive balls. <laughs> they are. Leave it to you. I mean, they are. I'm like, I'm looking at my hand and... Measuring. Yeah. Comparing. But yeah, I agree. That's so foul. Like, why would you want? Why would you even want to touch and grab a tiger's balls? Like, I'm confused. Let alone take a selfie doing it. I just, yeah, that's the part that's so weird to me. Like, and then posting it online. <clears throat> First of all, <laughs> you won't catch me grabbing a tiger's balls ever. Second of all, I would never post a photo like I, I if. If I was ever dumb enough to do something like this, I'd be scrolling through my camera roll and looking at it and be like, what the (laughs) fuck was I thinking? (laughs) Let alone actually hitting upload to upload this on my social media. Like, what the hell? To me, it's one of those things where she just wanted attention no matter what. We're talking about her. It worked. Right. Yeah. Even if it's negative attention, people are talking about it, you know. And this is bizarre attention, if you ask me. It is so weird to me. I I just can't. Mm-mm. No, no tiger ball selfie for this lady. 
I don't even want to see the picture, much less be the one in the picture. Well, and it's a giant tiger too. Like personally, I would not want to be, whether a zookeeper or trainer or whatever was close enough, I would not want to be that close to a full-grown tiger. And you're playing with their probably most sensitive part of their body. body. You're just not thinking. No. I mean, I'm kind of all for like, I don't know. I don't feel like, I don't know. I like, especially if the whole, like, Tiger King, like, you know, you, you have to wonder how these animals are being treated in order to be trained to be that calm around humans. I don't know how I feel about that in general. Anyways, let alone touching their balls. <laughs> so. It's so sad you even have to say that. <laughs> I, it really is. This is the world we live in. It's crazy. So I'll go into my true crime story today. And this one is not a murder story, but I thought it was something that's very important to talk about and discuss. I watched a documentary called Roll Red Roll. I think it's on Netflix, I think is where I watched it. Have you seen it or heard of it? Roll Red Roll? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. All right. So... This takes place in August of 2012 in Steubenville, Ohio, which is a very small town. It's noted notable because Dean Martin was from there. Uh, but word starts getting getting out about uh, some underage kids. And Jane Doe, who she will be referred to throughout the entire documentary and throughout this entire podcast, but she is the victim. She's 16 years old. She starts getting text and a picture that said, I think this is you. She told her parents that she couldn't remember what had happened but she thinks because of the photo that she had been raped. She did say that she had been drinking, and that's part of the reason why she didn't really remember what had happened. Oh, no. She remembers waking up August 12, 2012. She was naked, wrapped in a blanket, and she sees two guys in the room with her. One is Trent Mays, and the other is Malik Richmond. Trent was seen as the primary suspect, and Malik had some involvement, but they both declined to give a statement initially. Farah, so there's, there's a bunch of people's names that I'm going to say throughout this but really Jane Doe's the victim and then Trent Mays and Malik are the ones that are the like main people in this but there was a lot of people who were interviewed and there's a lot of I mean you're talking about high school kids there's a lot of kids who were at this place and involved in it but maybe not as much as the two guys were was it a party that was going Mm -hmm. on okay yep I'll get into all of that Farah a friend of Jane Doe goes in for questioning and she says that there was a party the night of Saturday August 11th Another attendant at the party, Michael Nodanos, was also taken in for questioning. Ferris said there was a bunch of central girls there, and she was the only girl from Big Red there. So that's what the name of their high school was. Okay. She said she saw Jane Doe, and Jane Doe was really nice to her. And Farrah noticed that as the night was con- going on, that Jane Doe was continuing to drink, and she was getting more and more drunk as the night was going on. And again, she was 16. So there were some guys, Mark, Malik, and Evan, they wanted to leave and they wanted Jane Doe to go along, but Ferris said that she told her not to go and that she said she would be safer with her than she was with the guys. Farah also said Jane Doe only knew Trent and felt like she shouldn't go because she didn't know who the other guys were. Michael, the other guy who was taken in for questioning, stated that Trent was actually just helping Jane Doe out of the party. One week later, Trent Mays and Malik Richmond were arrested. Trent had been texting Jane Doe asking why she'd get the cops involved and ruin his life right before he got arrested. So basically, victim blaming. Yeah. Trent and Malik were stars on their high school football team. And so people looked at, it's weird, those small towns that have those football teams, like Mm -hmm. those are their celebrities. Yeah. It's just so sad to me. You'll hear why too. It gets, it gets worse. 
Because it seems like they get away with things just because mm-hmm. of that quote unquote celebrity status. When was the last time you watched Varsity Blues? Oh my gosh, a long time ago. Because there's a scene where they're at a party and they're drinking and they steal the cop car and they all just get away with it because small town football small town stars. Small football stars. It's just yep. bizarre to me how as a culture things become acceptable. Yeah. There was a blogger, her name was Alex Goddard, and she interviewed was interviewed in this documentary, and she was from Steubenville, and what happened when when she kind of got word of this like, you know, her hometown there's a potential rape, underage kids drinking. She started snooping around. Um, she went on and looked at the football roster. And then she took the names from the guys in the football roster and started looking at these boys' social media accounts. She said that there were several summer parties over that summer. So, you know, August, there was kind of like end of the summer going into the school year. But throughout the summer, she noticed there's all these parties. But then she went to the day that this incident happened and she started following the timelines of the tweets and she noticed that they were you know started out all about excitement the parties and then they started taking a turn one of the tweets at about 4 30 in the morning the night of the accused rape someone had tweeted damn did some girl get trained another one said i've never seen anything this sloppy another one said there is a dead body in the ville and like she just couldn't believe like obviously immaturity high school kids they're just putting all this out there and again basically making fun of it or still making the girl out to be i mean they're calling her a dead girl and like laughing about the fact that she got raped it was so hard for me to watch this documentary honestly it like why are they tweeting all this too like it's you know what, For the, like later on when I get into it, there's actual video that came out and there's kids who thought it was the funniest thing in the world that this That's happened. disgusting. And it scares me as a parent that you feel like you might know what your kids are doing, but you really don't. To me, this is a lack of morals, a lack of mm-hmm. um, parenting. That, yeah. I mean, even the, the kid who in this particular video had nothing to do with the actual rape, the fact that he was joking about it and how he was joking about it, it is so repulsive to me that I'm like, man, with my son, he wouldn't, I never want these words to come out of his mouth. Yeah. Like that's someone's life. Yeah. And it's forever, like her life is forever ruined because of this. Yeah. Uh, so she couldn't believe what she was reading because all the, the there was tweets, texts, and all sorts of activity on social media throughout that entire night. It was like literally she's watching a play-by-play of what's going down. In the documentary, they interviewed some of the local men, some older, some younger, and it really seemed like they all had that small town mentality. They didn't think the girl was raped. They thought she actively participated in the sex. Another man thought that the guy shouldn't be in that much trouble for the rape, maybe just expelled from school. Okay, for raping somebody who's passed out? They blamed her Instagram posts, her outfit, same old shit that men have been getting away with forever. I mean, this is unacceptable behavior. It, It makes me so sick. So she had social media posts that, that what, where she was wearing an outfit that wasn't covered head to toe. So that means she deserves to be raped. Get the fuck out of here. I just think like, when can we finally, as women, be comfortable wearing what we want, posting what we want without quote unquote asking for it? Fucking raise your boys to know better and know that's just not acceptable. It's just so, 
repulsive. And to me, like the small town feeling there was just awful. Even like the radio DJ that was, they had like had clips from his show. He was saying, oh, she was probably promiscuous. She drank too much. And I was sitting there watching this. Yeah, How none are of you that making means she okay? deserved to be raped while she was unconscious. Get out of here. The radio guy also said, oh, the man was seduced too. Oh my goodness. She was called a whore. Um, maybe that's why she was raped, they said. He also said it was easier to tell mom and dad that I was raped instead of admitting that I was drunk and let three guys have their way with me. And I was like, watching this, I'm like, this was 2012. This isn't like how long ago? I mean, this is only nine years ago that somebody still has this mentality. Like we need to be doing better as a society. Yeah. And how does how do like teenage boys not have any like moral conscience about this? It's just bizarre to me. She was obviously raped, but also humiliated. She was tagged in photos. People were saying she was sloppy. One guy said she deserved to be peed on. Oh my um, One person wrote, I have no sympathy for whores. One person wrote, you don't sleep through a wang in the butthole. Another person wrote, song of the night is rape me by Nirvana. Oh my God. Um, you don't need much foreplay with a dead girl. So even these people who knew that this happened, like guys that weren't even involved with it, this is the tweets that are coming out. Ugh. It made me so sick. It seemed like there was a lot of victim blaming. And even from adults, it wasn't just these high school kids. One of the photos shows her completely passed out on the floor. And then there's another photo where she's, you can tell she is out of it. Like it's, it's like blacked out and she's being carried by her arms and legs by two of the boys. And once those photos were out, it was an explosion all over social media. There were two young girls who were interviewed for the documentary. And I thought this was interesting too. They said she shouldn't have been at that party and she needs to take responsibility for her actions. Oh my gosh. This so, is crazy to me. It was so hard to watch. Yeah, because you get like enraged watching this. This poor girl. Even the women there yeah. think that. What if it happened to you? What if she was drugged, right? Yeah. What if she was roofied? How do you know what happened? Right. But you're going to say, oh, she needs to take responsibility for her actions. When she was unconscious. And right. obviously there were other women at this party too. So, so it made me... Ugh. Uh, so Trent was actually the quarterback too. There was a local newspaper called The Plain Dealer, and they received a piece of information, and it said, please cover this because it may never come to light. It's a football town putting its daughters at risk by protecting its sons. Michael McVeigh was a school superintendent, and he was interviewed about disciplining the players. He said, when the facts are out, then we will make our decisions on discipline. The football coach, this guy pissed me the fuck off. His name was Reno Sakakachakacha something, whatever, it doesn't matter. Reno. He was brought in for questioning. They asked if he had asked his players what happened, and he said they told him that, he had, that they had left the party. He said... Her girlfriends told her not to come with us. We didn't want her to come with us. She got into the car with us. I said, did you put her in the trunk of the car? Did you kidnap her? They said they never did any of that. She came with us. The coach, Reno, says, did you rape her? They said, no. The coach said, did you fuck her? They said, no. He said he knew the two boys were drinking that night and he was going to suspend them, but didn't because he thought if he did that, it would make them look guilty. He also said... Wouldn't want that. <laughs> Right. Wouldn't want them to look guilty when they are. Okay. He also said, rape? Y'all ain't getting them on rape. They may have screwed her. I was like, 
come on. He said the investigators said they would not have been arrested if there wasn't strong enough evidence that they had in fact raped her. But he's saying he didn't rape her. They just, he just screwed her. Oh my God, it made me so, oh, I was so mad watching this. The coach asked if they could use a different word besides rape. And the investigator said she couldn't say yes or no. That's rape. Yeah. (laughs) So no, we cannot use another word for rape when it was rape. So then more text messages come out that you're able to see. And the guys are saying, did you rape her? Did you fuck her? And Trent says, yep. So he admitted. Another text says, I want to see the video of you hitting her with your wiener. So not only was he raping her, he was also humiliating her by, you know, slapping her with her his dick and stuff. So social media provided all the documentation because there was actual dates and times. There was the, the lead investigator, his name was JP. So he says that where there was this party where it all started. They were playing beer pong. About 30 people were there. Some people had said Jane Doe and Trent were all over each other all night. Trent and Malik were at this party. They leave the party, go to a different party. At that point was when that girl Farah had noted that Jane Doe was so messed up. Like she was barely even able to walk. She was so drunk. She was basically passed out. That's where the photo of her being carried out front of the party. Farah even noted at one point when when Trent was carrying her, that he was stepping all over her hair while they were carrying her. And she was like, you need to fix how you're carrying her. I'm sorry, but I have long hair. If somebody's carrying me and I'm sober, you're going to feel that. It's going to it's gonna hurt. It's going to feel uncomfortable, yeah. right? So the fact that, I don't know, like if when I was a kid, teenager, whatever, and I saw that happening to somebody, I don't, I would not have let her go with them. No. I'd been like, what are you guys doing? Where are you taking her? What is happening? It just makes me so sad. Yeah. After that, Jane Doe remembers puking in the street. Farrah told Trent to take her back to the first house where the first party was. He said he would take care of it. Then she was brought to a different home and at that house was where she was raped. Mm. this kid Anthony was called in for another interview and he said uh, because he was the one who had been taking the pictures he said he took two photos of her one where she was laying on the ground the other was when the boys were touching her inappropriately he was asked if there were more photos he said maybe three so they wanted to know what was your intention for taking these pictures he said he was scared and mad at Trent and Malik he was going to show his dad but then he got scared and he deleted the pictures so then they ask if he touched her Anthony said no October 12th Alex Goddard so she was the blogger was sued to take her blog down by a local family for defamation of character she received death threats she was bullied she was harassed but she was the one person bringing all of this to light yeah December this is so cool December 25th Anonymous hacked the web and described what happened. They said it was a call to arms. So like the anonymous group, remember them? Mm -hmm. So they posted videos of the girl at the party and what they said about her being raped. The wang in the butthole, that she wasn't moving. There was also other texts like saying, if she's not wet now, she never will be. She's dead. She's deader than OJ's wife. Oh my God. God, what kind of kids are these? I know, it's so scary. Trent and Malik raped someone they raped her and they're making like all these rape jokes so the person who was saying all these things was that kid michael nadanos who i had talked about earlier and it was really disgusting seeing him like he was just making these jokes in this video just he was smiling laughing talking about this girl being unconscious being raped 
Yeah, it's which is so not funny at all. At the local courthouse, people showed up in anonymous masks. They started having rallies. Uh, they had a hashtag justice for Jane Doe. A thousand people showed up chanting shame on you. Even Dr. Phil, Dr. Drew were there. It starts coming to light of how many other women had been raped by the football players in Steubenville. So this was not a one and done thing. Wow. And obviously all the other women who had been raped, but all these women started speaking out about what had happened to them. One kid, Mark, was brought in for questioning. It happened at his house. They asked if there was anything else he was leaving out to man up. And he sat there silent in the seat for a while. And then he said, I think they were talking about training her. So like basically all having sex with her. Mm -hmm. They talked about it in the car and Trent and Malik were the ones to have said that. So they took a DNA swab on Mark as well. So March 2013, the trial started. It was evident that social media and the text were basically the things to make this case. Michael's video, the one who was smiling and saying the OJ thing in the video, he wasn't at the house where the rape occurred, but he was definitely a big testament to what happened that night. There was a kid named Cody. He was the one who posted the photo. But overall, they had about 400,000 texts and photos from that night alone. Oh my gosh. Yet they couldn't prove penetration without an eyewitness, except the fact that they had videos and photos. So at the trial, basically, they had to prove that she couldn't give consent and that she was impaired. Jane Doe admitted she had a large cup of alcohol and that she gave someone the code to her cell phone. The boy's lawyer said that her giving the code to her cell phone was a form of consent. What? That's fucking ridiculous. He also said that she consented to be in their company. Oh, my gosh. So what happened, kind of a play-by-play of the night, Mark, Trent, this kid Evan, and another kid take Jane Doe downstairs to in this house. And once they were downstairs, they put her on the floor in the rec room. She was sitting up, and she actually leaned over, fell to the side, and she threw up. Anthony gets to the house. Evan was sitting on the couch. She was on the floor. Malik was on the floor fingering her. Trent put his penis on her butt. He tried to insert his penis in her mouth. She was just laying there, wasn't saying anything. Mark says she was not in any state to make a decision for herself, but she wasn't fully passed out. Trent was sending the photos out to the guys the next morning. In During the trial, Trent apologizes to the court, and so does Malik. Malik said he had no intention to do anything like that, and he broke down. He actually looked like he was actually sorry. Malik did. Trent did not. And they had even said that they had felt like if it wasn't for Trent doing these things, Malik probably never would have done that. But how do you prove that, right? Yeah. So a guilty verdict was reached. Malik was sentenced to one year in juvenile detention center. Really? Slap on the wrist. Trent was sentenced to a minimum of one year in a juvenile detention center plus one year for sending photos of the victim. Slap on the wrist. That's terrible. That's they, hardly justice for it, her. It, there's, this is not justice even yeah. for any of the other women who live around these people. Yeah. Like these are like Trent especially. He's a monster. Yeah. 11, 2013 charges were filed against the coaches, superintendent, and the principal. But then it comes to light another rape of a 14-year-old girl. Um, she had come forward with uh, from this case. A number of adults knew something and that it had happened that April. So this whole thing took place in August. It was just April when this 14-year-old girl had gotten raped. And they all had tweeted about it in April. 
Oh, my god! She had a lot to drink. She was unconscious. She was naked in a room full of mostly boys. They had heard Trent Mays and another boy, potentially Anthony Craig, had sex with her. She couldn't remember, but people started telling her stuff. At school, she was called a slut and a whore and was told they ran a train on her. She told police she didn't want to get anyone in trouble, and the blame was placed on her. People protecting important people is basically the lesson from this whole thing here. After the indictments, the school official resigned and two did community service. One school official was convicted and served a brief sentence. No charges were filed against Trent Mays or Anthony Craig for the April incident. Mm. It bothered me to no end watching this documentary and... It, it just, it, it makes me so sick to know that like we're failing our, our girls that you look a certain way, you dress a certain way, you talk a certain way, you drank, you had drugs, whatever, that it makes you susceptible for monsters like this to get the okay, the pass to do something like this. Yeah, whatever happened to when somebody is in that kind of inebriated state to just helping them? Right. No matter how they're dressed no matter who they know or don't know, if they're that fucked up, at what point in time are you not like, hey, we need to get this person some help? It what, makes me what sad. What changes your mentality into like, oh, she's fucked up, she's dressed this way, she, we're just going to rape her. But the fact like, that Trent uh, was also involved in that April incident as a 14-year-old, mm-hmm. this kid is a monster. Yeah. There is something wrong, wrong with, with him, him mentally that he thinks that it's this is acceptable, okay behavior. And look yeah. what happens. Nothing. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but like a year in a juvenile detention center is nothing. He this, needs some this like girl's life help. is 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 shaken up, probably ruined because yeah. of this. It ugh, it just messed me up so bad watching this whole thing. We have two listener things that were sent in. Um, Beatrice sent us in a little snippet, which I don't know if you if you live in our area of Wisconsin, I'm sure you've heard about this. It's involving 19-year-old Anissa Wire. And if you do remember, this is from the Slenderman case. Now, I, I, I need you, because you will remember this. Was Anissa the one who really seemed like she felt awful that this whole thing happened? Yes. Or was she the other girl? I believe it was Anissa. I think Morgan was the one that was more... Like, oh, like just stoic about the whole yeah. thing. Okay. Uh, so 19-year-old Anissa Wire asked Waukesha County Judge Michael Borhan to release her from the Winnebago Mental Health Institute, arguing she was no longer a threat to anyone. Borhan agreed during a hearing Thursday and ordered her release, pending preparation of a release plan. Uh, he gave state officials 60 days to drop the plan. Wire will be held at the facility at least until the September 10th hearing. So this continues on so she could potentially be getting out um after this september hearing what do you what do you feel about that (sighs) man that's a tough one because i mean they were how old when this happened Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm gonna have to do a recap on this but i believe anisa she's the one who um was schizophrenic her dad was schizophrenic as well too is that correct so if she truly has mental health disorders, you know, and she is not a threat to society, I don't know. You know, I do believe that, yes, there needs to be some type of plan for her mental health and well-being, uh, that she does need to be monitored and still needs a lot of help and assistance for her mental mental health. I don't know, though. This is a tough one because, you know, they did almost kill a, a young woman. Yeah. So I feel like this is one of those things where I'm glad I don't have to be the decision maker in this. Um, yes. But Anissa, I just looked it up quickly. She was she got the lesser of the sentence. So, so Morgan got 40 years in a mental health facility. So I think Anissa was somebody who 
was easily manipulated to do this. Yes. And that's how I felt watching the documentary myself. Um, not that it's okay. I think it's awful that this happened. I think it's so scary that this 15-year-old was capable of not only being a part of it, but they planned it out, you yeah. know, she was a part of the planning, but I'm just happy I don't have to make these decisions because yeah, she was 15 years old when this happened, but you're talking about taking someone's life, life away. Yeah. I, I just, I'm going to have to recap. I can't remember if it was Morgan or Anissa who had the schizophrenia. Still, mental health obviously is a big factor into this. And whether she's released or not, I think that her mental health definitely needs to continue to be looked after. So it says that she was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, major depression, and personality disorder. So I don't think so. So it must have been Morgan with the schizophrenia and her father. Well, either way, still need to look after her mental health for sure. Yes. Okay. So it said that Morgan would be receiving effective treatment for her schizophrenia. Yes. So for sure. Anissa was not. I was wrong. But that is is wild to me. And because it's in Wisconsin, I mean, I know people who served on the jury for that trial. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so sad. So sad. Well, I guess we'll have to keep updated on that as well. Yeah, I know on my Amazon Echo in the kitchen, the like updates kept popping up on that. Like they were, you know, what Anissa was going through and everything. I I don't know, honestly, how to feel about that. If it's just, that's a heavy thing to think about. Yeah, very heavy. Well, and you have to consider how Peyton's, the victim and her family are feeling throughout this whole ordeal as well, too. You know, it because I'm sorry know. too. I also said they were 15. They were in sixth grade. Yeah, they were young. When it yeah, happened. I don't know why I kept saying 15. I mean, this is a lot for her family to go through, right? Like they already had the trial, the conviction, and now this. You know, so I mean, their daughter has already been through so much, and now you know the they have to go through it all over again. Really, if if she is to be released after the September hearing. So, I mean, that's a lot. Like, this poor girl's already been through so much, right? Yeah, and then it being in the news again. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it brings up. Bringing up all kinds of things, I'm sure. Yeah. We are running out of time here today, so I will save... Yeah, mine was a bit of a longer one. Yeah, I'll save my true crime for the next one. It's actually a listener request for a true crime, and... These are always, you know, interesting to me because they're ones that I've never heard of before. Um, So we'll save that for next time. So our next episode is still about quarantine stories, though. Mm -hmm. This will be interesting. Yeah. So you can still send those in if you have any, you know, fun quarantine stories, things that you did to keep yourself sane or funny things that happened or whatever. Send those in to blondemomentspodcast at (laughs) gmail.com. And I get to say it today, but you can (laughs) also slide in our DMs. You just never know who Okay, so I will end with our little blonde joke, which (laughs) this one's so stupid. (laughs) Whatever. Blonde, I'm changing my name to Benefits on Facebook. Brunette, why? Blonde, well, next time someone adds me, it will say, you are now friends with Benefits. Oh, no, she (laughs) didn't.